let's talk about open doors and closed doors on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Greetings, everyone. This again is Dr. Johnny, and this is Pushback. And I I trust that you've had a great week this last week. And I want to talk to you about something that the Lord has been talking to me about, uh, which will probably be the case with most podcasts. You know, whatever uh, the Father is speaking to me about will often be the thing that pops up in the podcast. There's been a lot of culturally relevant topics that I've discussed over the last several months. uh, And uh, rest assured that I'm going to actually get back to a lot of those because they keep coming back around and it seems to be the the driving conversation in our culture, such as this conversation about race. Uh, There's been another shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, followed by riots. Uh, So this continues to pop up, and I still have a lot more I want to say about that. Uh, So we'll see how that plays out over the next couple weeks. Uh, But I will most likely touch back on that as well. Uh, I have been stirred in my spirit uh, over the last couple days, especially again about this issue of liberty and uh, the way that the coronavirus pandemic has been handled in regards to a lot of our politicians Uh, We've uh, gotten through the Democratic National Convention. Now the Republican National Convention is starting. So politics is certainly on the forefront of conversation as well. Uh, But clearly the handling of COVID-19 as well has become such a powerful topic. I've been growing more concerned uh, in regards to some power grab moves uh, by politicians. And I believe that it's something that will need to continue to be discussed. And I will. Uh, I've talked a lot about vaccines and with a vaccine on the horizon, uh, this has generated many questions, concerns, worries, fears about the vaccine and pursuing this further. So uh, I appreciate all your questions and comments, and I will get to those as well. Last week, I talked about not snuggling in and, and, and laying out a podcast that compelled people to, uh, to avoid at all costs the dangerous word called complacency. This podcast will stem off of that, will spin off of that uh, as well uh, this week. But I want to talk about open doors and closed doors. It's interesting because this has been on the forefront of our mind, even in our family, as one of our children is uh, pursuing jobs and transitions in their lives. Uh, I think it's so important that we look at these important decisions through a lens of culture, through a lens of kingdom, uh, as we uh, pursue making right decisions and confident decisions uh, with the Heavenly Father as our guide. I believe that this is everything to do with real personal and family culture, uh, in regards to open doors and closed doors. But, you know, in America itself, we have a can-do spirit. And, and I would like to say that just because we can do something doesn't mean that we should do something. Just because we can do something doesn't mean we should do something. 
It's about living in the kingdom and listening to his voice. It's important to kingdom living, which then in turn makes it important to culturally live in our society. I think a lot about 17 to 24-year-olds. And if you're a parent listening to this and you have a child in that age group, I'd really encourage uh, you to encourage them to listen to this podcast. Ages 17 to 24 is typically the time where a lot of people choose their spouse, their colleges, their careers, their jobs. There's huge transitions that take place, and we need to be able to present ourselves in the realm of decision-making in a healthy kingdom mindset. I really believe, even as I was preparing briefly for this podcast, because this has already been on my heart, already stirring, that this podcast is for specifically several people listening. It's for someone for sure, but I think it's for several someones. That this is going to help you in, in this very specific time uh, and, and the decision processes that you are making right now in your life. And so if that is you, I'd ask you just to lean into this podcast because I believe that there's wisdom for you here. We've all experienced open doors and closed doors in our lives and, and when we're connected to a loving father, we have to know that he wants to be intimately part of those decisions. And if, we, if he leads us and he directs us, he gives us guidance, then we can allow him to open doors and to close doors. And they're both equally important. And so I want to give you really two points in this podcast, two things to really lean into. Now, there are more than two things in regards to decision-making. But these are the two things that I am impressed on sharing with you this week. First thing is that when we are facing a decision, we should ask for both open doors and closed doors. Sometimes we get excited about what's in front of us and, and the newness uh, of, of the possibilities in our lives and what the Lord might be drawing us into. But I believe it's the appropriate prayer to come before the Father and say, Father, if this is you, if you are in this and you are guiding it and you are directing it, we pray for the door to open. Equally as important, if this is not of you, then we ask for the door to close. They're both equally important. See, we like forward movement. We like the next thing. But often the no is as important as the yes. Now, we talked about this over several previous podcasts, and especially last week, that we cannot let any decision be made from a place of fear. And so that's the first and foremost thing that we need to do when faced with a decision, is we need to remove fear from the equation. Are we paralyzed? Are we worried? Are we concerned? Do we feel inadequate? Do, are, are, we, are we fearful that this next step or the elimination of the next step? Are we worried about it? So first, don't make any decision from fear. You know, the word peace uh, in Hebrew is the word shalom. We've all heard that word before. But shalom is one of those words that has like 50 different meanings. You know, the Hebrew language is different than the English language where we narrow words down to meaning one thing. Shalom is this gigantic word. And so we often think shalom being peace, like, you know, peace brother. And we think of peace as sort of the lack of anxiety. We think of peace as, as you know, resting on our couch with our feet up. But, you know, peace is actually a very powerful, active word. 
super powerful, and it has everything to do with the confidence of hearing from God. And, and when we face decisions, we need to operate in shalom. The peace, the, 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 the understanding that we've heard from God, and that is enough. Confidence. Now, we heard last week about not snuggling in. And when we hear the yes from God and the door is open, then we need to pursue it wholeheartedly. The enemy wants to paralyze us. The enemy wants to inject fear. And the enemy wants us to be complacent. It's an ugly word, complacency. And so when we get the yes, we cannot snuggle in, but we have to go wholeheartedly. If you haven't heard the podcast from last week entitled, Don't Snuggle In, I encourage you to fire that one up and listen to it especially in the realm of making decisions, especially if you've received a yes and you're moving forward, then do it wholeheartedly. But today I want to talk about the equal rejoicing when it's a no. Equal rejoicing when it's a no. You know, there's been many times when Amy and I have uh, sat on the couch with people that we've loved, our own children, uh, nieces and nephews, and talking about, you know, hurting relationships or relationships that uh, have ended. And, you know, they're crying on the couch and Amy and I are looking at each other behind them, patting them on the back, but we're fist pumping saying, thank you, God, for shutting the door. Because we've had concerns or worries or it didn't feel right or there was checks on it and the Lord has shut the door. And we should rejoice in that. Now, it hurts. Sometimes it's okay to be disappointed when it's a no and you're excited about something like a relationship, for instance. But it's not okay to be pouty. We've parented that way many times with our children when we have given them a no. It's okay to be disappointed. It's not okay to be pouty. See, we when we live in relationship with a loving father and knowing who he is in his heart for us, then when it's a no, we need to give it an equal amount of rejoicing. Rejoice over both. I did it a gal in high school. I mentioned that last podcast. And yes, I will discuss healthy dating relationship podcasts. That will happen in the future. I still have committed to that and that will take place because I probably needed to listen to it when I was in high school. But I cried. It was hard when things didn't go the way I thought it should go. And and, and I, I look back now and it's a fist pump. Like, whoo, thank you, Lord, for shutting that door. For closing the door in a gentle, healthy way. That's what we can all pray for and should pray for every time that we are faced with a decision. Sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes we're looking for the closed door and he opens it. And sometimes that can be equally as intimidating. When Amy and I were starting our ministry called GoFam Ministries, uh, we were impressed by the Spirit as well as many people around us that we should consider actually buying a motorhome so that we could travel with our large family and people could host us easily versus trying to put us up into several houses or several expensive hotel rooms. A motorhome would be an easy way just to pull into a parking lot and our family would then be cared for and we can speak easily. So this this notion of a motorhome kind of came up in our spirit. And and I had owned a travel trailer prior to this motorhome. And all I can tell you is that it was out of my system. For those of you who are RV or motorhome 
owners. Uh, it's a lot of work and there's usually things that often go wrong and a lot of fixes and, and it was kind of out of my system. And so this idea of hopping into the world of motorhome owning uh, just did not appeal to me. And in fact, we approached our parents and I asked the question like, hey, this idea of a motorhome has come up. You think it's a bad idea, right? That's the way I'd ask the question because I was hoping for a closed door. So they prayed about it and of course they came back with, you know what? I think there's life on it. I think you ought to consider it. I think, and I was like, oh no. So sometimes we're looking for the closed door and he opens it. And he opens it because it's it's him and he's in it. Amy and I went out after receiving confirmation to get a motorhome and we bought it very quickly before we could talk ourselves out of it. <laughs> because we knew it was him and we knew it was him telling us what to do. Equal rejoicing when it's a no. Just a little marriage advice too. You know, I, we view marriage as, as oneness. And when a decision comes before you in a marriage, uh, we really believe that it's a no until it's two yeses. There needs to be unity in a decision. Because there's, there should be oneness around the decision. And if one uh, uh, member of the marriage has a check, does not have shalom over the decision, it still might be a yes, but it should be a wait. It should be a no until it's two yeses. It's very important as we're making marital decisions. See, closed doors are as important as open doors. The example I love to use, and I think one of the most important things to talk about as a nation is George Washington in 1796 gave his farewell address. I would, I would submit to you that I believe that this is one of the most important historical events of our nation. Not well known. Most people don't know what he says. You know, they wrote so well and profoundly um, a couple centuries ago that it's almost even hard to read uh, because they were such excellent uh, writers. And the words that they use sometimes are over our uh, 21st century head, so to speak. But here's George Washington, and uh, he is one of the most popular people, obviously maybe the most popular person in the young United States, maybe in the world. Uh, He pulled off a revolution against one of the greatest powerhouses in the world, militarily speaking. And he was elected our first president. Uh, He was so popular at the time that he really could have been president uh, for as long as he lived, certainly. And there was even rumblings about making him king. And if that would have taken place, it would have changed the whole trajectory of our young nation. And he knew it. He wrote a farewell address in 1796, which I believe was the one of the most important historical events because it was the transfer, it was the peaceful transfer of power that the the founding fathers envisioned for our country. He saw it and he realized the importance of it. Here's a man who's probably sitting in in his presidency with a lot of pats on the back, a lot of people saying, we can't live without you. This nation's going to fall apart without you. And he was able to silence the voices and realize that he was, it was time to actually close the door. There was plenty of personal opportunities for the door to be opened, but he saw the, the gravity. He saw the importance. He saw the potency of a closed door. He wrote, I am influenced by no diminution of zeal 
for your future interest. No deficiency of grateful respect for your past kindness. But I am supported by a full conviction that the step, his retirement, is compatible with both. What he's saying, what he's saying is, is I completely understand the importance of where we are as a nation. And I completely understand that you guys all want me to stay here. But my stepping down is actually compatible with both. It's the, it's the best thing that I can do for this country is to actually close the door. It was significant. And he set a precedent for the president. It was a, a country set up by a transfer of power with limitations, with checks and balances. And he saw that as the most important key. So closed doors are important as open doors. It doesn't mean that we should be paralyzed, that we shouldn't move forward. But our loving Father loves us so much that he'll actually close something that would hurt us or would be contrary to where he's leading us. There will be an open door. And the fun part of the adventure is finding it. The second thing I want to talk about is don't let the result of the decision determine the right of the decision. What do I mean by that? Sometimes we look at at the consequences or the results of what we decide, and then we determine whether we heard right or not. But don't let the result of the decision determine the right of the decision. See, there's been so many times in history where we've looked at uh, the consequences or we go through hard times uh, or we look through the financial stresses of a decision made and we say, ah, maybe we didn't hear right. But I would, I would argue that heaven isn't motivated by money or resources or even the consequences of a decision. Heaven is motivated by obedience. The obvious example is that of Abraham. Abraham has the promise, his son Isaac. That was promised to him. And then the father says, I want you to sacrifice Isaac on the altar. And so here's Abraham with with outright obedience, radical obedience, takes his son and actually raises the knife over him before the Lord stops him. The Lord was interested in obedience. You would look at him slaying his own son as cruel, as indecent, as killing the very promise that he was given. It doesn't make any rational sense, but the father was looking for radical obedience and he's still looking for it today. I want to give you a a real life personal example. There's a man named John Halverson. I don't know John very well. I just remember him as a very young man. I was in my late teens, early 20s, when, when John Halverson was following the voice of the Lord. This man, uh, I don't really have time to go into great detail, but was told many times by the Lord to do prayer walks. He has walked uh, north, south, east, and west all through the United States. He's walked through Europe and Asia, uh, all from the direction of the Father. He's actually gone to the North Pole uh, to, to declare and to uh, to take territory for the kingdom. There was a time when he was told by the father to start tent meetings, and he purchased this large tent. I believe it was like $10,000 or something, uh, an incredible amount of money. And this these tent meetings began, and then very quickly after the tent meetings ended, there was a closed door. 
And it would be so tempting to look at John's life and 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 the the this expensive tent sitting in the back of a semi-trailer and say he didn't hear the Lord right. Or there must be something he did wrong. And maybe he was even tempted to think that way. But I remember as a young man watching him and listening to the stories about the fact that he purchased this tent just because God told him to. And he had he held a few meetings, but then it seemed to I don't know, die off or, or lose momentum. I don't remember the exact circumstances of it. But I remember it made a huge impression on me as a kid that he just followed the obedient voice of the Lord. And it moved me. And it still impacts me today. I'm talking about it 30 years later, and I haven't talked to John in decades. But I remember him, and I see him as a giant in the faith because he just simply obeyed. Simple obedience. Even though a door closed, you may say, well, the re- he... The result of the decision meant that it was the wrong decision. I disagree wholeheartedly. The father isn't motivated by those. He, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's not motivated by just the resource. He's motivated by obedience. There might be times when you've made a decision and you say, oh my goodness, this has ruined us financially. Or everything has broken down since I've made this decision. Or, uh, or this hasn't been easy. This is hard. So maybe I didn't hear right. Well, please hear me in this. He promises us to be joyful. He doesn't promise us, he doesn't promise our life to be easy. Joyful, but not always easy. Remember, we were born into a war. We need to be connected to his voice. Scripture says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He illuminates our path for us because he's a loving father. And so he wants us to be connected to the doors that he opens and to the doors that he closes. Talking about family culture, we have a a family declaration. We love declarations. We have a podcast called Dare to Declare where I interview my wife because she's, she's so passionate about declarations. You can go back and listen to that podcast. But one of our declarations we make over our family is that every decision is made plain before me. Every decision is made plain before me. Why is that such an important declaration? Because the Father wants to guide and direct us. And and we, we need and can be connected directly to his voice. If you are in the middle of making a decision, connect with those who are spiritually mature. Have them confirm a decision you're about to make. Don't have them make the decision for you. That's a cop-out. That's not listening to the Father's voice. But connect with the spiritually mature and have them confirm a decision that's made that you are making. I, I said at the beginning of this podcast, I think this was for several people who are right now in the middle of making important decisions. So let me just recap. Remove fear. Never make a decision from a place of fear. Pray for doors to open and for doors to close, and then rejoice over both. Seek others for confirmation. I think parents are put on the planet for you for that purpose. Seek your parents or others spiritually mature for confirmation if necessary. And then if it's a yes, do it wholeheartedly. Do it wholeheartedly. And remember, the desired result is obedience. That's what he's after. He's looking for kids that hear his voice and follow it. Thank you for hearing this this week. I just felt like it was an important message for several people, several of my listeners. 
I want to share an exciting thing that's happening in the middle of September. We're targeting the middle of September for the launch of our Powerhouse Family Course. This is a, a series of teachings that my wife and I have done that we now have recorded with workbooks and, and it will be an e-course offered through GoFam Ministries. So please look for that. You can go to our Facebook page as well or to our website to get more information about that launch. We're super excited. This is, this is a time uh, where we need things that are COVID friendly. And this is an e-course that you can do from our home. Actually, my son actually corrected, <laughs> corrected when I said COVID friendly. Um, he said it actually should be COVID unfriendly right? That makes much more sense. So this course is kingdom friendly and COVID unfriendly, meaning that you can do it social distancing, you can do it from your own home. We are going to set up uh, in the future uh, for pastors to be able to do this as small groups, as Sunday school courses as well. So please look for that. We're super excited uh, and we're targeting for the middle of September as the launch date. Uh, please go to gofam.org and click on the media tab and go to my pushback um, uh, page. That's where you can leave a question or a comment. I've been loving all of your comments and questions as well as your encouragement. It, it, uh, it, it inspires me to continue doing what we're doing. So now let's go together and set and shape the culture.